Adding the choice of a crispy chicken BLT to Wendy's 4 for 4 is the biggest thing since rappers trying to sing. I got me out and I sound like a robot. But do you like the sound of this? Wendy's 4 for 4 now comes with a choice of a junior bacon cheeseburger or a crispy chicken BLT. From Detroit to Macon, I keep it crisp like bacon. Both are topped with crispy applewood smoked bacon and come with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke for just four bucks. Oh, yeah. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Blog Talk Radio. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. And next on the tee is Larry Jacobs, top weight loss coach and founder of the Thin for Life program and ThinGolfer.com. If you're interested in some great tips on weight loss, especially if you're playing the game of golf, you need to stay tuned. Larry's going to share with us some great tips. So as always, sit back, relax. And enjoy some time with us next on the tee with Chris Mascaro. Chris, it's all yours. Hey, thank you, Joe Lajanusa. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Next on the Tee. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and today I'm honored to be joined by Larry Jacobs. Larry, as Joe said, is one of the top weight loss coaches and founder of ThinGolfer.com and the Thin for Life program. He's coached several big names on the PGA and LPGA tours like Roger Maltby, Fred Funk, Alan Doyle, to name just a few. Larry's also a four handicap, and he's uh, the coach of the Special Olympics team in Montgomery County, Maryland, and I'm very thrilled to have uh, the pleasure of talking with Larry today. Larry, thanks for being here. Well, nice to be here with you, Chris. So, Larry, I, I got to know the story. What made you look around the golf course and say, these folks don't need a new driver. What they need is a new diet. Well, you know, that D word, diet, is a dirty word. And it kind of all goes back to uh, uh, how I got involved in the food and uh, weight loss business myself. Um, I initially back uh, in the mid-70s thought I was headed on my way to the PGA Tour and uh, was uh, playing some good golf, was hitting the ball back out in, in uh, Southern California with the great Mac O'Grady way before he got on tour. And, of course, he won the Tournament of Champions ultimately. Right. But prior to that, uh, out of nowhere, I was stricken with uh, an illness that the doctors called uh, – spastic colitis but for me what that meant was uh, incapacitating uh, belly pain that sent me to the emergency room sometimes multiple times a week where I was known on a first name basis by the folks in the emergency room and you know initially they thought this guy's having an appendicitis but all these things were ruled out and and the best they could do for me was just shoot me down with meds with strong pain meds. And believe me, I, in the pain I was in, that was good enough for me. However, <laughs> uh, this was not really a long-term answer. And uh, I, for lack of a better word, due to this never knowing when this was going to happen, was, you know, was partially disabled and uh, very disheartened. And finally, after uh, being taken care of by a very well-meaning Beverly Hills internist and another well-meaning Beverly Hills gastroenterologist and then being shipped off to the UCLA pain clinic, 
which, by the way, was a very new concept back then, teaching people either how to live with the pain or trying some alternative methods to get rid of pain. I basically just fell through the cracks of orthodox medicine, and it wasn't until I reached out and found uh, a doctor kind of in those days out on the fringes who said to me, uh, listen, they have ruled out all these terrible things. And uh, the fact is that uh, it's good that you don't have any of them. And maybe our job would be easy. Did they talk to you much about the foods you were eating? And I promise there's an end to this story. And so <laughs> I, said, I said, they never really did talk to me about the foods that I was eating. He says, don't you find that odd that uh, you've got this tube that runs from your body that starts in your mouth, runs all the way out the other end. It's 30 feet long. You're putting food and drinking it every day. That's the part of your body that's bothering you. And no one's asking you about what you're eating. And I said, well, now that you mention it, yeah. So he basically sent me out on a temporary elimination approach uh, to food. And we eliminated uh, a handful or so of common foods that tend to bother people. could be anything from nuts, dairy, wheat, citrus, pork, beef. And there were plenty of other foods to eat, although initially I didn't think there would be. And for two weeks, I went out there and did that, and I had no belly pain. Make a long story short, he showed me a way of reintroducing everything we had been off of temporarily. And when I reintroduced eggs, boom, I was back in the emergency room again. And for the first time, I realized I might have a handle on this thing. And it turned out that I was allergic to eggs. Now, how do you make this big leap from finding out that this incapacitating pain you're having uh, is an allergy to eggs to all of a sudden being golf's food and, and weight loss coach? Well, it didn't happen overnight, but I was so inspired by what this doctor did for me and turning around my life that I just learned everything I could about food and health and then ultimately fitness. And I became uh, an individual that was known for helping people with bad bellies like myself. And over time, we noticed that a lot of these people that had bad bellies that also had big bellies, uh, their big bellies were shrinking. And I realized that not only was I onto something that could improve people's, you know, uh, difficulties they were having, not only with uh, bad bellies, but joint pain, headaches, uh, poor sleeping, poor concentration, just a variety of subclinical symptoms that most people were not uh, getting a handle on. But I was noticing they were getting smaller. And that's when I changed the name of what I was doing to the back in the early 80s. Now, to segue to what you asked me, uh, in 1984, I'm standing on the driving range at Congressional Country Club with the great Mac O'Grady at the Kemper Open. Mac had just made it on tour uh, through Q School after his 17th or 18th try. Mac O'Grady was not his real name. I honestly think Mac, who was such a character for anyone that knew him, uh, I honestly think Mac changed his name every single time because he wasn't sure they'd let him try again. And the name that he qualified under was Mac O'Grady. And he, he went on to be just a uh, fabulous tour player, a fantastic ball striker. I used to play with him, and nobody hit it better than him, both right-handed and left-handed. Right. 
right? Yeah, if Mac could putt, he would have been even more of a something. But anyway, I'm standing on the tee with him, and uh, I said to him, uh, you know, Mac, I've got this great program. I think it would be, you know, it's great for your health, but it's just super for getting people in shape, and I really want to key in on doing it with, doc- uh, with golfers, and he said, okay, and he, he, he said, I'm going to take you back to this, this new fitness trailer that they're, they're pulling around tour with us and introduce you to the guys in there and see what we can do. And I walked in there, and I saw a very famous golfer sitting on a bench, uh, curling about a three-pound dumbbell, half asleep, and a couple of muscle heads sitting behind the desk that my, you know, everything fell on deaf ears that I said. And it was it was a terrible shame, but uh, I had to go into the uh, the general public marketplace with my program uh, for quite a few years before uh, we were able to circle back and make it exclusively for golfers. And that happened on a trip uh, down at TPC Sawgrass, where I met uh, Champions Tour player and Charles Schwab Cup winner and two-time U.S. Senior Open winner, Alan Doyle. And it was a chance meeting. Me and a couple of buddies were down there playing golf. Uh, We saw Alan in the grill room. Uh, In about a 20-minute period, he scarfed down just an amazing amount of food and drink. And uh, uh, I said to my buddies, I said, you know, before I leave here, i got to talk to this guy. Now I was with my uh, buddy who was a cardiologist, a couple of lawyers, very conservative dudes. They said, you leave that man alone. I said, (laughs) no. I said, no, I'm going to talk to him. And I went up to Alan, and I said, Alan, my name is Larry Jacobs, and I have a program called ThinGolfer.com, and I'm trying to be golf's go-to guy for food and weight loss. Now, Alan is about six foot four, stood up, towered over me. I'm barely 5'9 anymore. And, uh, and he said in his Rhode Island accent, are you insinuating that I'm fat? <laughs> and it was like a David and a Goliath moment. And I, before I could answer, he says, well, it just so happens that I'm bigger now than I've ever been, and my feet are killing me out on the Champions Tour. Do you think you can help me? I said, yeah, I think I can. So we exchanged numbers. I coached him uh, through uh, uh, my Thin Golfer program, and uh, Alan lost about 20-some pounds. His shoe size actually even shrunk by a half a size. Because, you know, when you get smaller, (laughs) you get smaller almost everywhere. And... uh, and his feet stopped hurting, and that's what started things uh, moving. Uh, I met Fred Funk after that, gave him some game day food advice uh, right after he had uh, snagged the last uh, spot in a playoff uh, during the U.S. Open qualifier when the uh, U.S. Open was back at uh, Beth Page. Uh, eventually uh, uh, connected with Roger Maltby and uh, helped him uh, uh, drop quite a bit uh, of weight in some of his uh, cohorts in the media as well. Charlie Reimer's currently on the program, and uh, I think Charlie's lost around 21 pounds on the program as well. But my thing, golfer program, is really not for the celebrity golfers, because there are plenty of those out there, many of which want to remain nameless. 
Uh, I've, my Thin Golfer teleseminar program is just a simple four-session program that uh, has helped uh, regular golfers around the world in 32 countries uh, learn how to eat right, learn how to start moving right, you know, wake up from being a knucklehead and start taking care of themselves. And in many cases, other than the wonderful health benefits that you get, like improved, uh, improved uh, risk of uh, heart disease, stroke, a number of common cancers, many people normalize or reduce their blood pressure and blood sugars. However, you know, some guys that doesn't resonate with, although I think it should because that's what I'm all about. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm beating the drum about. But many of them can improve their game of golf. And the one that comes to mind is a guy, a fellow named Ron Chavez, Cheyenne, Wyoming. He got on my program. He lost 40 pounds and gained 40 yards off the tee. Now, if that's not enough for just about what, what a brand-new driver costs, I mean, that's the best I can do. <laughs> so you, you meant four sessions. So four sessions is all it takes for people to understand essentially what it sounds like, Larry, is they're changing their way of life, right? The food you eat, the, the exercise you take, the way you conduct yourself, and all that sort of thing. You're changing, you're changing lives in four sessions? We're changing lives in four sessions. As a matter of fact, we make a promise that we can show any golfer how to go from a fat store to a fat burner in two weeks or less without dieting, counting calories, or starving. And the last part is the most important, without dieting, counting calories, or starving. Because us guys like to eat a lot. And uh, I've only found that about 1 in 500 people can eat less forever. If you can, you know, you've got my blessing. But most of us cannot. So in order to eat the quantities that most of us golfers want to eat, then you've got to clean up the quality. So the food is the foundation, and in that first two weeks, we hit you with the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Marines, Soviet style, to uh, completely uh, turn around uh, the result that you could expect in such a short period of time. And I, I lean into what I talked to you about before. We take a hypoallergenic approach to it because I've got this built-in bias that many people are sensitive to foods they eat. They don't have incapacitating belly pain like me. At least most of them don't. But they have a variety of things going on. Sometimes eating a food that's just not good personally for you makes you hungry all the time. And we tend to be addicted to what's not good for us. And so uh, in that first two weeks, we clean things up big time. We still give people a choice of about 50 or 60 foods, and we get them moving. If they're already active, then we tweak up what they're doing in their physical activity realm. If they're couch potatoes, we get them moving, and then we tweak it as we go. Session number two, we broaden things, and we add more foods back and we start building and building and building. And that's more of a midterm approach, whereas the first two weeks is a very short-term approach. I mean, you know, one of the questions I ask people is, ask yourself, what size are you? I don't need to know what you weigh, and I don't really like the scale. What size are you wearing? Are they comfortable? Are they, are they tight? Are they loose? What size do you want to be? 
And then most importantly, what's the interim size that you'd like to be in the next two to four weeks? And then I also think it's very important, Chris, that people know the answers to these questions. What's your blood pressure? What's your cholesterol, your triglycerides, your glucose? These are simple answers you can get from your doctor if you've been to a physical or have your blood drawn. If you haven't been for a physical in a long time, I think it's a good idea to get a baseline. I mean, your doctor can only do so much without your cooperation. But when you do your part and you start adding in the way of eating that we teach, which is called eating clean, and you mix that eating clean method that we teach with just a little bit of physical activity doesn't have to be anything that your body can't do. If you're a baby boomer or a senior, you probably can't do what you used to be able to do. If you're a young buck and you can still do it, then great. Uh, good, good, good for you and just make sure you don't get injured. But when you add those two components together, it's like all of a sudden one plus one equals four and you get that exponential multiplier effect. And it's amazing what you can just accomplish with a couple of quote-unquote high-tech tools like a knife, a fork, a pair of sneakers, the right blueprint, and the right program. And the problem is most of the information out there is not the right information. So you mentioned the term, and I, I saw this in your introductory video, you talk about eating clean. Explain what that means. Well, eating clean means to start with learning to do your proteins right, your carbohydrates, your fats and oils, and your beverages right. And what it also means is removing the junk. And the best analogy I can give you is, let's just say you and I were uh, filling up our car with gasoline at the local filling station, and you drove up one day and you saw a big sign that the owner had posted and he says, we're awfully sorry to report this, but due to the storms we've had the last several years, we've realized just recently that for the last couple of years, we've had a little bit of a leak in our underground gas tank and a little bit of water and silt and sludge has been getting into our gas. Now, you probably have not noticed you know, much of anything in your car's performance, maybe a little herky-jerky hiccups here and there, but your car is probably not running as well as it could be had that gasoline been clean. So what we've done is we've contracted with the Air Force Base around the corner, and we filled our tanks up for the next two months with nothing but jet fuel. And we're going to have you pump that into your car and burn out all that old sludge. And before you know it, your engine's going to be just purring and humming. And that's the analogy of eating clean. We remove the debris foods, you know, the white stuff, the white sugars, the refined stuff, uh, the, the uh, beverages that are just loaded with, with stuff that don't do you any good. And we start emphasizing the foods that are plenty filling, many of which, 95% of which you can eat in unlimited quantities anytime you're hungry. And then we show you just the, the, uh, the handful of foods that are certainly okay to eat in smaller quantities, in larger quantities, they cause a problem. These are mostly foods of animal origin that we slightly limit back the quantities on. And then so you find yourself eating 
such foods as uh, even on the first couple of weeks, uh, even when we've been the most restrictive, you're still getting plenty of foods like uh, chicken, turkey, fish, seafood on the animal protein side. We're temporarily cutting back uh, or cutting out uh, some of the others. Uh, but such foods as uh, sweet potatoes and barley and oats and squash and all vegetables and uh, you name the vegetables, many, many fruits, all kinds of soups. There are a handful of beverages that work well. But there are some fruits that we cut back on or cut out. There are a couple of veggies we cut out. Because remember, that first two weeks is geared to fulfill on that promise. And the Thin Golfer Program promise is, again, we can show any golfer how to go from a fat storer to a fat burner in two weeks or less without dieting, counting calories, or starving. The key word is without dieting and without eating less. And uh, I could give you a whole uh, diatribe on why dieting uh, is not a good idea. And for that matter, I could give you the seven reasons, uh, you know, that uh, seven biggest mistakes that, that most golfers uh, make when trying to get into shape. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, you know, there are, I'm sure there are a lot of common mistakes that uh, we golfers make in, in how we go about things. What are those? Well, there really are, and I think I've set the table by saying the following, and the bottom line is whether you're overweight or not, uh, the foods you eat have a lasting impact on virtually uh, or almost every aspect of your health. And if I made that statement back in the mid uh, or late 70s, back when I was having my problems, they would have tarred and feathered you back then because – Although it was suspected by some people out on the fringes, maybe even known, it was not common mainstream thought. But now we're here and people know this. So we now know that the majority of illness and chronic disease that's currently so prevalent in our country and in many places around the world are largely preventable and in some cases fully reversible just simply by eating certain foods and avoiding others. And as I've said, I call it eating clean, and when you add the physical activity to this uh, special way of eating, then you get that multiplier effect. And so here are some of the mistakes uh, that I find that people make. And when you don't make these mistakes, it's sort of like the game of golf. I mean, I, I, I make this uh, program very similar to the game of golf. The front nine is from the time you wake up until after lunch. The back nine's from after lunch till the time you go to bed. I contend that you can make a lot of pars during the day, maybe a birdie or two, maybe a bogey or another, but basically I think you can, you can shoot a par, a little under, or just a little over just about every day of your life by applying these principles. So mistake number one, counting calories, eating less, and going on a diet. Now the Reader's Digest version of that, because it would take way too long to give you the answer, uh, the long answer, is that this just slows your metabolic rate down, your rate at which you burn energy. And then most people, as I said, you know, 499 out of 500, uh, don't stay on that eating less program. They've slowed their metabolic rate down. Now they go back to eating the way they used to eat. And not only do they gain some or all or more of the weight back, but they're now burning at a rate less than they were before they even started. And you take people that have tried this over and over again, and they wonder why they can't lose an ounce. And, and in part, it's because 
eating less is not going to do it for them. So dieting and eating less and counting calories is a big waste of time. Now, the second mistake is using a scale to measure your success. Now, if you are morbidly obese, then, yeah, it's going to show on the scale in the first two weeks before your clothes start getting a little looser. You might see a, a, a loss. Uh, now, I don't want to uh, point any fingers at anyone because he was not morbidly obese, but here's an example, and you know this, Chris. Uh, you know uh, the gentleman that, that, uh, known as Martin on the Duck Dynasty show. Anyone right. that watches that show, he's known as the fifth brother. His name is Justin Martin. He reached right. out to me. Uh, they're all golfers. They're all golf nuts and a lot of right? fun. Oh, yeah. They are big-time golfers, and uh, they play in the celebrity tournaments, and they, they play all the time. And uh, Justin reached out to me and wanted to lose some weight. Now, this guy's six foot five. And at one time, he had been uh, a, a tad over 300 pounds. Now, he wasn't quite that much when he started with me. But this fellow dropped 24 pounds in his first two weeks on my program. And then he kept losing and then putting on muscle. And in a very short period of time, I mean three, four weeks, he got to where he wanted to be. So wow. the point is that using – and I never asked him, uh, you know – what he weighed, I kept trying to guide him to pick a size that he wanted to be and, uh, and get there. And then once you get there, just analyze where you are and where you want to go from there. Just these little interim benchmarks. So using a scale to measure your success, unless you are morbidly obese, is a big waste of time. Just pick a size. We've been through it. Uh, when, you, when you're changing belt loops, when you're on your second or third belt, you are succeeding. And when someone says, well, I think I've got 50 pounds to lose. And I said, well, what size are you? And he says, well, I'm wearing a 42 waist. And I said, I mean, what size do you actually think if you really could succeed, would you be? He says, man, if I could get into a 36 or a 37 waist at this stage of the game, I'd be thrilled. And I said, well... If you currently were a 36 or a 37 waist, does it really matter what the scale's going to say? And he says, yeah, I guess not. If the way you put it, you know, when you put it that way, right. it really doesn't. I'd be thrilled. You'll weigh what you weigh. Plus, fat takes up a lot of room on your body. Uh, muscle doesn't take up a lot of room, but muscle weighs a lot more than fat. It's much more dense. Right. So right. the scale is really not an accurate measure of your success. Now, mistake number three is using meal replacements uh, and, and replacement bars and shakes. That, to me, is just another name for dieting. And then uh, mistake number four is a big one, and that is a lot of guys out there think, I, can, it, I call it the I can do this without exercise mentality. They say, I'm pretty disciplined with food. I'll do whatever you tell me. If you tell me to, you know, do this, that, or the other, I will do it. But I'm not getting off the couch. Well, I got news for you, pal. <laughs> you, may, uh, you may get a, a, a decent result. Certainly food is the foundation. But exercise is the other pillar. And you will not get the result that you would hope to get if you do not mix some kind of physical activity into the equation. Now, right. mistake number five 
is what I call the this is just temporary mindset. And what I mean by that is someone breaks their butt, gets all the way down to where they want to get to, and they, they go, I made it. Right. And then they abandon everything that got them there. You know, I made it. And then they immediately go back to what they're doing, thinking that their body's not going to fight back. And the fact is, uh, that takes us to mistake number six. And mistake number six is the everything in moderation mindset. This guy from mistake number five, who, who was in the uh, this is just temporary mindset, thinks he can just use moderation now and, and go back to his old ways and just moderate. And I contend that uh, moderation is typically not good enough. How many people do you know that are waddling around with way too much belly fat, they're not happy about it, that say, well, just everything in moderation, everything in moderation. It just doesn't work. It's not strong enough to get the impact that you need. Once you get to the impact that you need, once this guy abandoned his approach, what he should have done is stayed on the program, and we give you about a 15% leeway to step across the line and still uh, maintain the result. And the reason that you have to continue to think this way and take responsibility for everything you put in your mouth and the way you think about this is because your body always will fight back. And then finally, Chris, I can tell we're winding down, is mistake number seven, and that's ignoring the power of individual food sensitivities. And, of course, we covered that when I told you my history. It's just amazing what getting some of these foods out of your diet that may or may not be good for you uh, and you to find out what they are uh, can do for you in terms of your overall uh, health. The only thing I wanted to say uh, before we have to go is our next in golfer program starts in two weeks, April 30th, less than right. two weeks. And uh, our programs do sell out. We just opened it up uh, a few days ago. And uh, we've been interviewed about it on PGA Tour Radio and uh, right. around about. You and Matt Adams so, heard it many times. So... I would just suggest that anyone who thinks they might like to go from a fat storer to a fat burner in two weeks or less without dieting, counting calories, or starving, and stop being a knucklehead and get control of this, (laughs) uh, I highly recommend you go to thingolfer.com right now and watch our free weight loss podcast. That's the first step. Right. So as you point out, I know your programs always get, you know, get filled up and uh, get up to capacity. Many spots left. What's the capacity you've got left for our listeners? Well, who want to the get capacity involved? is this. The reason they always sell out, we've got, we've got, we just opened it up, so we've got several spots left, but they sell out in a matter of days. And the reason is that not only do these people uh, get supported uh, by the four sessions that we do. They don't have to be there live for the sessions. They're always recorded and posted into a private members area. But I am available to support these folks. So we get email, we get occasional phone calls, and so I have to cut it off knowing the limit of who I can best support yep. and how many. And, right. and we always do these things four times a year. Mm-hmm. All right. So – 
you, you talk about thingolfer.com. How how else can people follow you and the program, you know, via social media? I know you're you're on Twitter. What where yeah, else we're can on social on? media, and Twitter is basically it, and that's at thingolfer. And we're not the biggest tweeters in the world. Uh, you know, I'm a baby boomer, and I I came hard to social media. <laughs> I can I can handle Twitter. The rest of it, I I'm not very good at. But, yeah, we do tweet out some tips uh, periodically, and there are plenty of tweets up there that people could check out at Thin Golfer. And uh, for anyone that wants to just get our free weight loss podcast or to learn more about registering for our Thin Golfer programs, just go to thingolfer.com. Excellent. Larry, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I appreciate you getting up early and being a part of the show. Great talking to you. I hope you'll come back again. Sometimes share more about what you're doing. Talk about the you know the next upcoming session that you're going to have, and maybe we'll talk a little bit of golf in, in there as well. Chris, thanks for having me. Ah, thank you, Larry. Have a great day. Best to you and your family. Thank you. All right, everybody. My thanks to Larry Jacobs for being such an outstanding guest, and uh, to our announcer Joe Lajanus, who always does such an outstanding job kicking the show off. Want to thank you for tuning in. Please also check us out uh, Thursday night tailgate with me and my co-host Angelo Kane and Joe Lajanusa. You can hear us right here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and syndicated on the Armed Forces Radio Network every Friday. Uh, we're, this weekend or this week, we're going to be joined by some of our favorite guests. We're going to have Shane Nelson, Bill Moss. Devon McDonald, Burkdales, and Terry Glenn with us on the show. Next Saturday, I'll be back here on uh, Blog Talk Radio and Armed Forces Radio with uh, former PGA Tour pro Bob Friend, Jr. Bob played for several years on the Ben Hogan Tour, Nationwide Tour, and the PGA Tour. He's currently the Director of Golf Operations at Pikewood National Golf Club up in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, you may also remember his father, Bob Friend Sr., was a pitcher with the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 1950s and 60s and a member of the 1960 World Series championship team that went on to beat the New York Yankees in the World Series. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity to get to talk with Bob right here next week, on, next on the tee. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Hit him straight. happening at your friendly neighborhood Safeway. Stop by and see all the things that make a supermarket just better, like new low everyday prices on family favorites. Shop with your club card and pick up bananas for an incredible 48 cents a pound. And for an easy, delicious dinner, get whole roasted chicken for only 4.98. Bigger selections, friendlier smiles, 
lower prices, Safeway. It's just better. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a drill instructor directing a musical. Town hot! Get those tap heels in line and let me see those jazz hands! Are you bundling your home and auto insurance through Progressive? Can you hear me through those sequins? Bundle your home and auto through Progressive and save. Left, 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 and step off me. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Home insurance provided and serviced by other select insurers.